Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Hello. It's me, Simon. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hello, everyone's all very cheery today. Hello. Why would you be so <laughs> cheery when every video game is being delayed straight by months? Straight in, straight in, amazing. Why would you be happy that you have to wait for nice things? You don't have to wait that long for most no, of it. No, Final Fantasy, you only have to... Final Fantasy's been delayed by three weeks, is it? Yeah, something that's like that. That's not that long. No, that's What fine. polish are they going to do in three weeks? Hmm. There was someone they, that I was talking to that did wonder if the other big game that's been delayed, it was a case of PlayStation were like, shit, Cyberpunk's leapt out of the way. Take a few extra weeks to make sure you're all right. Yeah. And then, uh, well, what I love is that Avengers moved way out of the way, and yeah. it's like, sorry, Avengers, <laughs> Cyberpunk's been delayed right around you. Yeah, so s- April, 7th April, is it now, Final Fantasy? 10th of April, 10th, I think. Around yeah. then, Avengers from May to September, yeah, mm-hmm. and Cyberpunk from April to September, yeah. mm-hmm. so Avengers didn't quite do what they maybe wanted to no, do there. Yeah. It sounds like they genuinely do need more time to make that game, and I'm not yeah. surprised by that. Cyberpunk was slightly more surprising. I did expect it to come out in April. So did I. But uh, you've been so, saying for ages. Yeah, it's just like CD projects delayed The Witcher 3 a lot. Mm. And also, the other thing is, is the first two Witcher games came out in fucking dreadful states. Yeah. Like, they yeah. were, and like, they literally re-released them as enhanced editions. I can remember, because I bought The Witcher 1 on the day of release. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, and I played it sort of like, I got quite a chunk through it but they ended up giving up because it, it was in a real bad state mm. and then i can remember there was a point where they where they released the enhanced edition but like steam did exist but it wasn't a big deal back yeah. then so i had to like email someone from cd project red with my receipt from when i bought it from game wow and they give me a patch which they sent me in a zip file which i then you know, patched into my game mm. and the got, old days were yeah. fucked. They were <laughs> mad. Were you, were you a game over game station person, or didn't you have a choice? Um, I from I, I did quite like Game Station. There was a, like a rough and ready element. I remember game them station. having much better value in trade-ins. Did yeah. they? For, well, my one before did, they anyway. got bought by Game. Yeah. See, yeah. I was all about Zavi. Zavi. Yeah. I just love going to Zavi. I, I used to use Play.com a lot. Yeah, I used yeah, to play oh, yeah. Play. Play.com was big. Yeah. And Shop 2, because they got it to you sooner than release yeah. day sometimes. Ooh. Naughty boys. I bought my Vita from uh, Shop 2. Got it two days before release. I bought a Vita from Japan, like Ooh. the coolest guy Ooh. in the world. Aren't and you... I couldn't use the menus. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you cool? I don't think there's much to say about Final Fantasy, because it's only a few weeks. I yeah. think the big question is, do you, are you upset by any of these delays? I'm Final Fantasy, I'm not, because I wasn't... I w- want to try it when it comes out but I'm not dying to get my hands on that mm. one Avengers I was looking forward to but I can wait for that one I yeah. think Cyberpunk was a bit disappointing because that is the one I am looking forward yeah. to the most and I want it but I would say 
all delays are good. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. I would prefer that game was incredible than I got it early and it wasn't. A bad game is bad forever. Oh. A delayed game is one day good. Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> the I'm now in this like they have obviously haven't announced it. Have they ever actually announced that it was ever a PS4 game? Have they said that this like what, Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk? Yeah, it's a current gen okay. game, isn't it? Mm. Well, now, like, if it is a day one PS, assume let's assume November you've the PS Five yeah. comes out, Will and you Cyberpunk wait? is their day one. I'm now in this position where I don't want to wait any longer for this game. I'm 100 percent. But if it's only two months and I'm getting mm-hmm. a much better version, I know it's not an issue for you, Max. You'll no. be a PC boy. PC, with it. bring it on. But, uh, <laughs> I may even be tempted. We've got a nice PC here. Yeah. Maybe this I'll PC here, it. right next Maybe to us. Maybe I'll live here for a few weeks. You're going to stay here after work like a little Coming gremlin. Coming on weekends to play it. <laughs> oh, that sounds no, awful. I'm not going to do it. Don't um, do that. I would, I would absolutely wait for next gen. Yeah. Especially if Avengers... Like Avengers, I'm not, I'd am not. i happily play on PS4. And that's definitely going to come PS4. There's no way they're oh, setting yeah. up this long game that has years of, apparently of content yeah. and it just is only mm-hmm. on PS4 because that would be insane. That would be ridiculous. Also I sort of assumed that we'd probably play a bit of Avengers at work during yeah. lunch instead of Siege for a bit so Yeah I'm quite excited for Avengers. I, I want it to be I want to play that but September sounds yeah if I play if I now have Avengers September and then hopefully anyway around September October there'll be a lot of next gen stuff happening mm-hmm. I'm, I'll be a bit distracted I can wait for Cyberpunk as mm-hmm. long as none of it's spoiled of course mm-hmm. but my main thing was is like I'm really pleased that Cyberpunk is nowhere near Final Fantasy anymore because when that first move happened, yeah. Final Fantasy was delayed. It was like I've got to do Resi, Final Fantasy, and Cyberpunk especially, within two weeks. Especially back other. when Watch Dogs Legion was meant to come oh, out yeah. as well in March. Mm. Like I wish that was coming out in March. Mm-hmm. And I wish that hadn't delayed that one. Yeah, I just want some. What's in the August? You remember when Square was it Square? No, IDOS. Quite oh, mm. so that would be Square, right? Yeah. Used to frequently drop something in August, like Deus Ex came out in mm. like the August slot. Well, we've got. We've Shadow of Mordor, I think, did as well. Yes, it I reckon was, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima could be that August spot now. Yeah, because like, that's summer. It's going to be the do last September now, I think, because of those two games. Well, yeah, well, yeah, mm. yeah, that's going to be weird. I don't know. They've what got last this May. Yeah, so because it's going to be the last June. big exclusive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so for July, PS4. August, maybe for Ghost of Tsushima, mm, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And got to give some breathing space around Last of Us. Well, that's the thing. Like, Ubisoft delayed all their games for this year, but they still haven't given them any of them dates. Yeah. Like, where does... Do you think they were waiting for this all to happen and then go, here's our spot? I think they've or- just decided all of them are next-gen games. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they were developing concurrently for both platforms. So you think we're not seeing Watch Dogs Legion until... No- you think that's like a launch? <sighs> I, I, think think it c- launch. I think it could well be. It's their black flag, flag right? It's I heavily think- rumoured that there will be an Assassins at launch there as well, with the Ragnarok one. Well, so Ragnarok... The Ragnarok Ragnarok. All of that Ragnarok pretty much got de... Like, it hasn't been officially debunked, but there was enough that came out of that news that, like, I don't think we actually ever wrote up on site because there was so much around it that was fishy. And then... Yeah, there was some people that came forward and was like, no, this is Can you see them right. taking two years off Assassins at a launch as well? Though? Yeah, I can if they... Because they've turned Assassins into... Mm. From this annualised thing into, like, mark of quality. Like, the yeah. last two suppose, have gone yeah. down so well that I really wouldn't be surprised if they're like, you wait mm-hmm. and see yeah. what a next-gen Assassins looks like. Do so you think Watch Dogs could take its place? I think Watch Dogs could take its place, and I can see... I think um, Gods and Monsters will be God- early next year. I think Gods and Monsters will be this year, yeah. earlier, because I see that as far less likely to be a cross-gen thing. Mm. And it just sits towards the end of console life yeah. cycle. And it's like, look, we made this cool thing. Now wait for the big stuff. Ahead of Breath of the Wild too, as well. I think so. 
Yeah. It'd be a good move considering they are. I say, like, I could see why they wanted to, because that would have been coming out in a couple of weeks, yeah. right? If it had stayed on schedule. I really wish it was. I like the look mm, of it. Yeah. And the thing is, is what they need to do is be out there to go, like, you, at least at the moment, people feel like, is Breath for the World 2 this year? Is it next year? It's a wait, well, whatever it is. Well, a lot of people saying that this Cyberpunk and Avengers move to September means we're not getting Breath of the Wild this year because Nintendo oh. wouldn't compete. I don't Shut think they're up. worried or competing with anyone. Nintendo with don't give a shit. No. no. They're making a Zelda game. <laughs> like, I can, like, yeah, I still think heavily that what maybe October before the PS4 or something, they're like, yeah. here's the new mm-hmm. Switch no, I'm beefed still, up with Breath yeah, of the Wild 2. I'm still of the opinion that it's this year. Mm. Um just because of how long they've been hiring for a Zelda project uh, and Monolith Soft coming on when they did, which lines up with what they did with Breath of the Wild, the first one mm-hmm. for level design. Like, I think it's all in place for that to be there. And like, Breath of the Wild's the best-selling Zelda game ever. Mm. They don't care. Like, they're not competing with anyone no, in this, in the, particularly in their, in their own mm-hmm. ecosystem. They know that every hardcore Switch owner is buying that yeah, day one. Yeah. Bring Breath of the Wild to out in September, then I'll definitely won't worry about Cyberpunk being yeah, a that's a good point. After. Actually, then again, I could. Well, that's heavily assuming Cyberpunk is a launch title for PS5. Oh, I could also because they said the online component to won't Cyberpunk be out until twenty twenty one. I could see them doing the new launch star thing of yep. it's out next gen and online's there day one. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's, well, that's the realm so, they're playing in now. Mm. But the thing is with the Cyberpunk multiplayer is it turned out that Cyberpunk multiplayer isn't necessarily like this side project. It was the other game that they were working on. Right. Mm. So I think Cyberpunk multiplayer is a bigger deal than just Red Dead Online. I think really? it is. I, I think it. I think it's going to be their version of GTA Online, Red Dead Online. So I think in terms of functionality, but whereas Red Dead Online comes with Red okay. Dead, I think it is its you own package. You think you can buy Cyberpunk yeah. Online for... Mm-hmm. Interesting. I feel like that'd be suicide. Do you think so? I think that would be a very bad idea for them. Because then they're putting themselves in competition with G- with Rockstar. Because mm. they're at Rockstar's level now, yeah, yeah, functionally, yeah. Mm-hmm. in terms of how people look at their games, which is bizarre. Um, and I think After if you... only really one Yeah, and I think if you suddenly go... People love. Pay extra for this thing. But even just, if it's a massive MMO, basically. Yeah, but I think people just be like, fuck you, we get that for free with the, the guys you're competing with. Like, to me, that seems like just bad business like, like, the amount of... Like, I know that The Witcher hasn't sold anywhere near as much as GTA Five is, but I think, like, the feverant sort of, like, love that The Witcher has. People mm. would buy a Witcher MMO tomorrow. If I said that that was coming out tomorrow, people would buy it. They yeah, but this, is to... also, but this is now X years after The Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I think if you're following up cyberpunk launch with like now buy another thing yeah but if it's I coming people... a year later mm, i don't know mm. don't buy it i'd love to see him do it because then they then it would have mm-hmm. to be incredible and that would be really fun mm. well surely we'll find out a lot more about next gen soon well, i mean yeah, there's, a, there's an e3 and a, and a gamescom to come before it sooner i want stuff sooner <laughs> i think sony could they're like drip feeding I think there could be a thing Can you soon. see that like a, I don't know anything by the way that cyber, sounds like no. I know something Cyberpunk have aligned themselves with Microsoft at all the at E3 and stuff yeah the last couple I don't know if that's an official marketing deal no, or not but, but it's always appeared on their stage so could you see like E3 this year Microsoft opens with Cyberpunk and they're like what if they somehow got some sort of exclusive like it's coming to Xbox One 
for six months before PS5 got it. That's I mean, not going to happen. That's <laughs> not going to happen. I they think, need something like well, that. Well, I think what they could do is it could be... The, or online Well, game. it could be they get the next-gen announcement for Series X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, look, Cyberpunk coming to Series X on whatever date. Yeah. I think that's more likely they than an exclusivity deal. Huh? <laughs> they got it with Tomb Raider. Slightly different, isn't it? <laughs> but, like, they've got enough and money. They've got work. enough money and they need a massive splash. If they yeah. got some yeah, sort of... You're, even if it's a month for that game, that will go entirely against CD Projekt's um, ethos, though. Like, their whole deal is that they are massively pro-consumer. That's why they invented GOG. Yeah. You know, you have to think wider than just, like, the game it yeah, is. Yeah, like, they are. But, a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, money is everything. I do think Microsoft's more likely to go... Um, well, the, there was that weird tease where Phil Spencer on in public mm. to uh, Larry Major Nelson Herb, the guy who looks like a French Stewart and for some reason presents Xbox broadcasts, um, uh, said like, have you seen what Obsidian's working on? And Larry Herb was like, yeah, I saw Grounded, looks great. He was, that's a lie. Uh, and then he was like, and Phil Spencer replied, no, the other game. And you're like... Okay, so Obs- mm. Obsidian clearly have because they've already said grounded is a small team amidst the wider yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So I think there's probably a big Obsidian RPG announcement mm. to come at E3 as well. On I think, I think that too. could be the thing, <laughs> mate. No, I would love it. Yes, uh, <laughs> I haven't even played Alpha Protocol One, and I would yeah. love that. Let's, let's briefly talk Avengers because I'm willing to wait for this game because the one thing I I'm into it from playing it a bit. It was fun. And yep. the one thing I was worried about was it would launch with nowhere near enough stuff to keep people mm-hmm. interested. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if that's what, if they're just li- trying to add more, they will need as much as they can. I think if you're- especially, sorry, especially right. as it seems it's taken on a similar model to what Overwatch 2 will be doing. And yeah. I heavily suspect Overwatch 2 will be this year. I feel like. It oh, will be late I think this so year. Too. See, I I don't think so. Really? J- just off. off I think what that'll I know. be. I think that'll be a launch. I don't. I've never known Blizzard. Blizzard works on its own. They've got Valve time, haven't they? They've got Blizzard yeah. time. And Kaplan said that it was a long way off at BlizzCon. Mm, like I that's think. Fair. That's fair. I think it'll be like May next year. I, I don't. I feel like because the, they've already got so much to work from already. That this yeah, is different that, to other. Blizzard. We can't. It's one of those things where like I think as people that watch games we do get to think that we know more about how games are made than they are mm. like there's still a lot to make in that look I want it this year Matt that's yeah. all I'm saying <laughs> I mean I'd love it if it, if it could come out this May if they yeah. did like if Anniversary was the launch of Overwatch yeah. 2 mm. then beautiful but, but I I'm think it'll be next year if it does come out a similar time mm. to Avengers oh, yeah, let's then, say like no, Avengers will have to be something very special to take me away from what yeah. Overwatch 2 will be if it's a similar structured game mm-hmm. So, barring I, actual production problems, yeah, which easily could happen because we know what Marvel's like with its IP, mm-hmm. and maybe that's thrown huge spanners in the works behind the scenes. Who actually knows with this kind of stuff? Yeah. But barring that kind of stuff, I think anyone making a Destiny like at this point, yeah, you what you look at Anthem and just yeah. go, that's how you don't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're right, it's the content thing. Like, mm. this, the idea of Avengers coming out and there not being enough would be the death knell. Like, we're beyond now Sea of Thieves getting We've away had with so it. so many, yeah, Sea of Thieves got away, but I games mean, Destiny like, got away with it. Like, but yeah, they but, had to grind, and it's not like they, they grinded through their first game, yeah. which I think, yes, um, like, the whole sort of, like, Vault of Glass and onwards, like, yeah. helped them out. But it wasn't really until... 
sort of halfway through Destiny 2's lifespan that I think they really found a their thunder. Game, you don't want to be the game that gets away. Like Battlefront 2 have got away with yeah. it. They're now, that's now a game people love. Siege is one that has got away oh, with yeah. it. Yes, but I think we're but now... But like you've got, also got games like Evolve, which just but I think died. I think, well, Evolve came out even earlier, and that yeah. was when there wasn't a precedent. I yeah. think this stuff set a precedent, but we're now at a point where those games are still going Mm -hmm. and so to be a new game that has less than them is fucking death like anthem i just can't see recovering and no no one at that studio making avengers will want to be another one of those games Mm because the sheer amount of money you have to put in and then the fact that you've already made a multi-year commitment Mm. it's not like the old days where you just go dead next project you also think there's the thing of they were scheduled for may in the middle of all of this, last of us a week later, yeah, they were like, "Let's just get out of the way." And then Cyberpunk, yeah, is now the week yeah. after. <laughs> it's horrible. I suppose at least there might be that certain thing of like Cyberpunk is going to be massive. Mm. The Avengers is bigger for a wider oh, audience. Marvel is the yeah. biggest property in the world, right? Yeah, yeah even yeah. bigger than Star Wars. Cyberpunk has to sell on word of mouth. Yeah, it's not like Cyberpunk's one of those ones where I can imagine. My, I've I've got these two friends that I always base my opinions on, like the normal mainstream mm-hmm. gamer on, because they'll come to me and be like, "What's that about?" Yeah. Like, and even Red Dead Two to an extent was that. Mm-hmm. And I think Cyberpunk's one of those ones where they'll see it on buses and be like, "What's that?" Yeah. And they also both fucking hated The Witcher, <laughs> and I was very <laughs> upset. Um, but I could see it being one of those. Whereas you're absolutely right. Avengers comes out and everyone goes, Avengers game. I get it. Like, yeah, that's my, a thing. my brother-in-law like, is buying that day one, even makes, though he doesn't really understand what it is. That's it. It makes mm. perfect sense as a concept. Mm-hmm. You know the base level stuff, yeah. and then it just becomes about learning the interactions. Mm. Um, I think it's super interesting. Also, pour one out for the poor people at Bioware who are going to have to work on Anthem for two more years yeah. <laughs> before they're allowed to you scrap that fucking like, game. You can see why all of the people, because like, hasn't Dara moved off it and he's gone almost certainly to the Dragon Age he's 14? Dragon Age. Yeah. And it's a bit like, God, I hope to God, because, you know, I have said many times that how much I adore Bioware, but it is a very specific era of Bioware that I like, mm-hmm. which does include Inquisition. I yeah. think Inquisition yeah, is like cracking. Inquisition a lot. Um, I do hope that that entire studio is like, because I'm sure the people on the ground have been arguing to make those RPGs mm, yeah. all the time. I hope that the people in the, in you know, at the stakeholders and stockholders level are sort of going, uh, okay, yes. Yeah. Then go back and is, make yeah. a Witcher style. Yeah. Then you know, next exactly. game now is so important because, yeah. like, if it if it's another Andromeda or they, Anthem, they can't suffer that. No. And like, I think Andromeda's all right. Like, I don't like it's obviously the weakest of the Mass Effect games, but like, at least that was still in their wheelhouse. It does mm. seem insane to me that Andromeda even came out at yeah. this point. It's just got. I never played it, so it's just gone in my mm-hmm. head. So like, I don't need it. Yeah, it's not a part of my history or Bioware's history in my brain. That's yeah. absurd. Mm-hmm. What a crazy day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Forgot about the S at the end of days. Well, there's an S at the end of Uncut Gems. Correct. Hey. <laughs> You've seen this film. I really want to see this film, and I haven't yeah. got around to it yet. It's one of those. It's in Netflix, cinemas right? at the moment. Yeah, it's yeah. on Netflix in two weeks. Yeah. Although Joe, I've heard it's a thrilling cinema You're experience. You've got to see it on the biggest screen <laughs> possible. <laughs> you don't. But I saw it on a fucking tiny screen in the basement I, of the Rio. I do still need to see 1917, and I do want to see. Oh, yeah, that's see that. I do think yeah. like I need to. I need to. It's hard to it's hard to get across like what uncut gems benefits from being in a cinema mm. experience i think more than anything else so i've said this on twitter and to many people but uncut gems is the first film since dunkirk that made me feel that stressed when i came out of the cinema yeah. it is 
unrelentingly what is the, loud. Because I know, I don't want to know a lot. I know very, very roughly. I think what this film is about. Yeah. Give me, give me a line. Adam Sandler plays a jeweler who is um, addicted to risk. Is the best. So okay. uh, that's. I think it was Bradshaw or someone at the gut. Maybe Wendy Eyed described it him as a risk addict. So. Okay. It's not just so it's gambling, not gamb- but gambling okay. is a big part of it. Okay. But what emerges throughout this thing is that he just fucking loves being yeah. on the edge. And you just watch. It's not even watching a breakdown. The breakdown's already happened before you start that film. Mm-hmm. It's just watching the day-to-day life of this fucking maniac. It seems that, so. Do you, it's by the Safdie brothers. Have yep. you seen Good Time? No, I haven't. And everyone says that's stressful I, as well. It's very stressful. I like it. I don't love it. Like a lot of people think that's a brilliant film. I think it's good. Yeah. I like it. This uh, Rock Patterson's very good. Yeah, there's stuff about this that I don't like. I think that I, I think there will be people who vehemently disagree with me, but I think the soundtrack is awful. Um, it's like this it. weird, noodly. It's almost like um, someone took vaporwave but gave it to the Doors. Like it's really <laughs> like it's really noodly, half jazzy takes, like cosmic takes it's on. Weird synth stuff and I don't like it at all <laughs> but it does lend this like just very strange atmosphere so if you don't know what Uncut Gems is like it's basically it's one of those films where I guess a few years ago people would have called it mumblecore but it's more like okay. shouty core like <laughs> everyone's shouting at each other all the time it's, it's closer to like an always sunny episode <laughs> in okay. how mm-hmm. much noise there is all the time mm-hmm. um, and Adam Sandler's at the centre of like six different terrible plots that he's trying to make happen. Uh, And it's just watching him go through his life and just have a terrible time, basically. Mm. Um, Well, uh, not entirely terrible. He's fantastic in it. Like, actually, everyone in it is amazing. I'm not an Adam son. No, I hate I say that. Punch Drunk Love, though, come on. I don't even like Punch Drunk Love. I think that's... um, This is from me, like, Paul Thomas Anderson, biggest Uh fanboy in the world. More on that later. I think it's... uh, I think that film's fine. Yeah, um, and, and I do. I do think he's good in it, and I do think he's better when he plays a serious role. I don't know if he's has the chance for comedy. In so this. I think this is the best Adam Sandler performance yeah. I've seen, and it's cool. beyond comedy, which yeah. like beyond Saturday Night Live. It's just his style of comedy doesn't do anything yeah. for me. So like Happy Gilmore, although, like I know people love that. Like it just doesn't do anything. He is definitively playing a character in this, mm-hmm. and the only times you really get the sense of like that's Adam Sandler being Adam Sandler is when he's doing his you know he's got that sort of moany shout where he's like like he does that like (laughs) weird tortured shout he does that a bit and you're like okay that's a bit sandlery Mm -hmm. there's one line that I do think is the funniest moment in the whole film and me and Gav watched it together and pissed ourselves like way like louder than anyone else in the cinema Mm. which I'm not going to spoil you'll know exactly what it is when you see it's like a close up on Adam Sandler's face and he says this line and you're just like what was that? What is the... Who decided... Like, it feels like they were filming Adam Sandler and he said that as a joke and they kept it mm. in. And that's the only moment where I was like, that's just Adam Sandler. I'm looking forward to seeing this. I think, like, if I go to the cinema in the next couple of weeks, it will be to see 1917. Yeah. I might go more than once. Yeah. Who knows? I've been known to. Um, um, but it is on Netflix the 31st of January in the yeah. U- everywhere but the US. Yeah. So... Weird. Yeah. So essentially my point with the cinema thing, which I never actually finished, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. I don't think you're going to get the sense of sheer noise and frantic like mm. action that you get 
from a cinema screen so, than you are at, at home. I, it's going to yeah, be a that, less stressful yeah. experience at the home. Thing, um, I watch like night, like when I'm at home, I play games and watch things 99% with headphones on mm-hmm. and loud anyway. So maybe if I shut all the lights off, I, yeah. bang it up in my headphones. No phone. Like it's got to yeah. be concentrated yeah. on, I think. No, it's not a full manager film. It's absolutely not a full <laughs> manager film. I mean, if you want to, so I'm going to watch it. When I came out, I was like, I'm never watching that film again. Mm. I can't deal with it. It's too much. Yeah. And then as the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, I would really like to see that film again. And I'm very happy that it will be under like my control yeah, yeah. when I next see it. Cause I can just be like, this is getting too much. I'm just going to step back and watch something. It's also like, I should say it's fucking gorgeous. Like it's mm. shot incredibly. And there is one scene set in a room with a black light where everyone's in white, except this one character played by Lakeith Stanfield, who I already think is amazing. Mm. And he, for some reason is in this luminous orange <laughs> jumper that's lit up and is lighting everyone around him. Like, everyone who comes near him gets this fucking glow on them. And it is one of the most insane-looking shots I've seen for a long time. It's amazing. You should watch Good Time. I think it's still on Netflix. It is, yeah. I I do mean to. It's only like an hour and 20 minutes. Again, it sounds just hard work. Yeah, it's not a laugh. Anna goes away next week. I might do it when I'm sad at home by myself. (laughs) Just be like, oh, Wallow in That's New York I've under crimes. I've Robert Pattinson for a while now. I feel like he successfully got out of that Twilight so the, shadow. He's now thinking, one of the most interesting. That's around. That's the first film I watched, and I was like, "Yeah, he's good, isn't he?" I really want to watch Cosmopolis. I've still not seen, yeah, Cosmo- seen it. Cosmopolis is hard work. I went to yeah. see that in the cinema, and that mm. was one of those that, like, because you know, there's quite a famous scene where he gets like a colour and you know, yeah. like it's <laughs> difficult. But yeah, there was, I was thinking about Pattinson and <laughs> <Typical>. um, <laughs> he's always doing that. He's, <laughs> thinking about like the the cast from twilight compared to harry potter mm-hmm. like how often do you see like because harry potter was i know it didn't get you know emma watson is not the most lauded actress around but Ooh. like the harry potter team was generally seen as better than twilight's kind yes. of acting Kristen stewart is amazing these She's days great, rob yeah. patterson is amazing yeah. taylor lautner is in no <laughs> okay taylor Just lautner the- was in cuckoo <laughs> <laughs> sharp boy and lava girl but it's oh yeah it's like, I do like Daniel Radcliffe, but he's not in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Emma Watson, you barely see anymore. I know that she's in Little Women now, and Little Women is supposed to be amazing, mm-hmm. but she doesn't get a lot of roles. Where the fuck is Rupert? I do think... Oh, well, Rupert Grint's in... Really, um, he, he oh, what's he in? Much. He's in something that sounds quite good soon. Oh, no. Have you, Remind speaking, me, it's a TV series. Daniel someone Radcliffe, have you seen the trailer for his new film? For Guns, Guns Akimbo. Akimbo. No, he's I haven't. He's just got a pair of guns handcuffed to his wrists. And this sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, watch. It's a mad trailer. It's hard to tell if it looks terrible or great. I still haven't seen Swiss Army Man, which I'd Swiss quite Army like Man is really good. I, I love really Paul Dano, but and uh, the band that do the score. Well, two people from that band are one of my favourites. So who's that? Manchester Orchestra. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Daniel Radcliffe's been badly served by agents for a long time because I really feel like that he could have a career in being quite creepy. Like so, yeah. When he plays. Definitely scared or weird mm-hmm. I, and he's weird in real life have you oh, seen yeah. him interviewed he's absolutely mm-hmm. odd and I love him the other thing is have you seen What If which is no. just he's, it's basically just him with Zoe Kazan doing a rom-com right. but actually is quite good as that sort of like you know the Joseph Gordon-Levitt kind yeah. of character so yeah I think sort of like those two opposite extremes rather than just nice guy with glasses trying to stop the end of the world yeah like if he plays either super creepy or just nice guy trying to bumble his way through life it's like imagine if he was like one of the creepy people in women in woman in black oh yeah. in black he's odd yeah. like you meant to think he's a dad yeah and, and he's just like yeah. this odd strange like 
wide-faced man walking around. I know he around. looks quite similar, but I always equate him with Elijah Wood, and he's good in Lord of Rings, but yeah. in Sin City, when he's a little creep. <laughs> That's his best good. role. Yeah. Love him in that. <sighs> good chat. Good chat. Do you know what else you can chat in? Speaking Simulator. Oh, it's all about okay. weird. It's nice. It's all about chatting. Me and Joe did a Let's Play this yesterday. Check mm-hmm. it out on IGN.com. Is it Quap for Tongues, Joe? Um, the more I think about it, the more I think we've mislabeled no, it. But it's, it's, it's a fun name for it, isn't it? Well, it's, no, it's Quap in a sense. It's Quap yeah. for Tongues in that it overcomplicates a very simple thing. Yeah. It's not Quap in that it makes it impossible to so play. The premise for this game is you're an android who are you placed here by aliens uh i think it's like an ai i okay. think it's like a male- an, malevolent you ai play an android who looks on from the outside like a normal person mm-hmm. but inside his mouth you control what's going on in there you yeah. control his little weird his leds leds. in there and buttons. yes so basically you're trying to infiltrate human society and bring it down mm-hmm. by first going on a date with <laughs> someone from hr karen uh, it's always Karen in HR, isn't Karen's it? Karen's yeah. lovely. Why would you date someone in HR? It's never going to end well. It does. Uh, it ends perfectly for It ends very for well for us because we're very good at speaking and dating. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically you just have to puck your lips. And This isn't dating. This no. is speaking simulator. Yeah, we're not, move, we're not advice podcast. We're, we're definitely not doing that podcast. Um, but you basically... It's hard to explain. So if the left stick... You move the tongue around in the mouth. And you get so, a cross-section of his mouth that has yeah. three buttons in it. You've got mouth cam. Mm-hmm. And you... Or is it tongue cam? Tongue cam. Tongue cam. And you have to follow the prompts, which light up in green, mm-hmm. to say words that are given so to So the you. words are predetermined. Yeah, you're not choosing yeah. what to say. Mm-hmm. And it's it, the dialogue is quite funny. Yeah. It? It's closer to a rhythm action game. You're not yeah. choosing the speaking element. It's just that words come up and corresponding prompts for either moving your mouth, changing your facial expression, or moving your tongue, which are all different sticks and buttons, pop up. And you've just got to do that as quickly as possible. it gets good when you start getting it wrong and your eye starts bulging out and spinning. (laughs) Your nose falls off. Yeah, and smoke's coming out of your ears. (laughs) And your suspicion meter just rises. Yeah. And... Karen is nonplussed by this man's <laughs> nose just spinning and his oh, eye falling out. Did you not see her Tinder profile? She was like, I'm well into fucking freaks. <laughs> well into I'm so, absolute. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the comma left? <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah. You've given up. Yeah, You're um, thinking about fucking freaks now. <laughs> you know me. Yeah. Um, it's And it's basically, it's one of those silly one-shot games where... I think if it didn't have a parade of ideas, it would get old quite quickly. But what I'm intrigued by, we got four missions in out of about look like fifteen three. or only got three, three missions in ah. out of about what seemed to be ten to fifteen. Yeah, um, and every single mission added a new. It was getting thing, more like a new complicating I thing. Third mission, I had to frown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I wonder uh, what I'd like is for every mission to add more and more things yeah. to just make it insane. Is that on the thirtieth? On yeah. PC and Switch. PC and Switch. We it's played on fun, PC, but it works well it, on a controller. It's a funny little game. It's not going to be... Uh, we talk about it in our Let's Play, actually. It'd be funny to see like speed runs of this game. I'd love to see <laughs> someone who's actually good at it, because yeah. for the first half of that Let's Play, and you'll notice this if you watch, I didn't even know half of the prompts were being shown to me. <laughs> it doesn't ever tell you to look for them, and I just wasn't looking. I was just looking at the tongue cam, and then it turns out there's a whole mouth face with arrows on it that I should have been doing. I was just wiggling it about. So I'm not very good at speaking simulator, but yeah. it is fun. It is fun. Something I'm not very good at, but I do find fun, is dreams. 
I, just normal dreaming at home. Yeah, just dreams. I I used to remember all my dreams. When mm. I, was like, I don't remember them anymore. I only remember when them them when they are absolutely bizarre. <laughs> Can I tell you my one day. about the Scottish Shark Man? What? No, I had a dream not. recently. It was presented as if it was an art film, and it was. It started as a title <laughs> sequence played, uh, film by David Lynch. It was a man uh, in, dressed like an old-fashioned fifties detective in a trench coat and stuff, and one like a giant crane hand hook, like that picks up the aliens in Toy Story, picked him up, and. Picked him up, dragged him up. It also had a dead shark in it, and it took him all the way up to Scotland from London and took him to this is bizarre. It took yeah, him yeah. to a Scottish remote village in the Highlands, no, a coastal village, uh, where everyone would turn into animals at night. And that was a big secret, and they didn't want him to know. But he really quickly realised that, like, there was a moose man <laughs> in the pub, and that was it. That was I, it. I this do is... like that your dream has. An art style, though, because mm. I, so I've had like a recurring nightmare since I was about four years old, and don't get it so much anymore. But mm. like when I was kind of like around that eight or ten thing, like it really developed. But it starts out as a claymation and Hello. gradually turns into stop motion, sort of like almost Harry Harrison stuff. Oh wow, it's horrible! It's absolutely horrible. A history of animation <laughs> yeah. in your own dreams. Uh, sort of the is, is Harry Harrison a bit earlier than claymation? Maybe oh, depends. Uh, they're on a. It's a reverse, it starts yeah. out being very art man, but it's kind of very rough around the edges and everything's made in clay so it's mm. got no colour what's aside. actually happening in it so it's basically there's a, like a little princess and she looks like a very traditional sort of like what you stick on the top of a tree okay um, and she <laughs> do you gets, mean an angel <laughs> but she's not got do the wings put, do you princess put a Christmas tree. princess on your tree <laughs> And she gets that basically chased. About, okay, she gets go. chased by this giant, like clay blob creature. Do you know what's interesting? What? I had a short, recurring nightmare about being chased by Clayface from the Batman universe, oh, okay. which I, sounds very similar. I, 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 we'll get on to this. Uh, carry on your recurring. Oh, so, <laughs> as, but so I used to just get the chase sequence for about like two or three years when I was a kid, and never knew what happened it next. Lasted for two mm. or three years. It was just you get the same just clip over and over chase again. Chase ones, I think, do recur. Like I had yeah. one. I had it probably about five times when I was like, oh, must have been young, like seven, eight, or something like that. And it would always start the same way. I would get up from bed and go downstairs to my house to the kitchen and start making a ham sandwich. Delicious. Uh, like, but it would still be like, I think it, I would think I was awake, so it'd be like 2 a.m. or whatever. And mm. I'd go downstairs and just start making a ham sandwich and start eating it. And then, because out the kitchen, you can see the whole of my back garden. Right. Just jump over the fence I would see this life-size chicken man Ooh. <laughs> El Polo Diablo basically <laughs> basically it was but it wasn't really a chicken yeah it was a man it was like stood and moved like a man but had like almost a chicken like just chicken feathers basically it sounds like and Nick had, Cave lyrics and he had an egg gun which he'd fire <laughs> wow massive eggs out of yeah and then I just he just it was that scary thing of he'd jump a fence just look at me and it would feel like it, I was just standing still and he was standing still for about 10 minutes. It was probably about Weird. a second. And then he'd just sprint as fast as you'd like, ever seen. Like get out. Yeah. <laughs> right and, at you. And I'd start, I'd turn around and run into my living room and I'd hear the door go and it would always end at that point. Oh, and I was terrified. It's actually shivering <laughs> it now. It was horrible. See, the, the little princess, she gets eaten by the giant um, blob of clay. But when you... when 
like she goes inside like it's guts it's all like stop motion cog work mm. like all, Czechoslovakian yeah, dadaism like that <laughs> I, used like, to, I don't have it anymore but I used to have dreams all the time where I'm trying to get somewhere and I can never get there like I'd try and get on the tube every time I went to a station line's just been closed I'd keep doing that I could never Your get to where I bureaucracy dreams I could never get to where I was going I remember one distinctly I was trying to make it to my mate's house it was probably only half an hour away on a bus and I could it, it seemed like it took me about eight hours to get there I finally get there I knock dead. On, I know I knock on the door even more chicken bizarre. man no 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 <laughs> I was about 15 when I had this one knock on the door who opens <laughs> who opens Rick turns out, close turns out uh, my mate's moved out Nick Hewer from <laughs> the Nick Hewer is in your nightmares <laughs> and I show him noise like I went oh it's uh is my mate and he's like no he's moved good impression and that's it i had a series of dreams where Bizarre. i was pushed off a variety of different high places my school a crane a church spire but always by the same two of my friends <laughs> i think i must really not trust richard and jonathan no, i wouldn't anyway dreams the oh, game yeah. is i just want to briefly talk about it if anyone I'm... ever tells you your dreams aren't interesting yeah bullshit yeah. i love hearing dreams by yeah. the way just amazing so you know. i don't think i'll be making any we should try and make these in dreams make our dreams in dreams yeah um but i've been playing it this week because i've been meaning to do this for months because I think Dreams looks incredible and the things I see get made in it look incredible. And I've been doing a few of the tutorials and actually getting to grips with it. And the first thing I made was like the world's worst volcano. It's basically just a grey cone with some <laughs> like hardened buffalo sauce on the outside of it. And it was terrible. Like if a four-year-old had made that, you wouldn't even applaud. <laughs> and I've been slowly learning it and learn about textures, coats and styles. And it is an incredible, like, I've no interest in making games really, but making like art, like I always liked art as a kid. You're a sculptor, like, aren't you? I'm, oh, I'm a bit, yeah. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's re a really cool piece of art software. That's mm. what it is for me anyway. I'm sure it's a different thing for anyone who plays it, but I made a little homage to Windjammers. You I made did, a I little that. court. Like, beautiful. That, like even in the space of two days I made a massive improvement and that's the thing like it looks daunting and it is a little at the start but I'm now learning it and I encourage everyone it's out on Valentine's Day dreams I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot more in the future but keep it on your radar because there won't be actually a lot else coming out in the next couple <laughs> that's now. a really good so, point make your own fucking games yeah. if it's and there's so already easy lots of good games to play on there I play gum bowling like oh bowling that looks great yeah just shooting some pins down <laughs> It's just they just announced really all the good. nominees for the Impies. the MP Awards, which is the community created awards as voted for by Media Molecule. Mm. I'm quite fascinated on digging into the winners of that, or you know the nominees to be winners yeah. in that because just have a little look. Presumably, there's some like isn't there a whole RPG in there? Pretty much, someone's making an action RPG. I don't know RPG RPG, and they've so far built chapter one. There's an hour of gameplay in it. That's absurd. That is insane. I want to play that kaiju one. I've still not played that. Yes, and there was another one that looked really good. Oh, there's one called like I think it's just a 3D platformer, but it just looks amazingly professional. I really want to try it. Let's get on it. Yeah, so get get dreams on your radar. Yeah, you can't buy it right now, which is no, annoying. It's out. It's only out in three weeks. I know, that's a long, long, long time to wait, isn't it? Dreams is good. And finally, not finally, actually. Oh yeah, two two announcements. <laughs> two announcements. Joe's got a recommendation. I've been listening to Louis Theroux's audiobook. I was on the fence with this because I love Louis Theroux. So do I. But 
I think we were having a brief discussion. His recent output hasn't been great. Well, this is all about his early output. Well, hey. That's the best part. That's what's got me interested. Um, and I don't and, want to read a Louis Free book. I always want to hear his voice. Absolutely. And it's odd. Uh, a, it's called Gotta Get Through This, which it's I think is below part. the man. He seemed very good. pleased with that on Twitter. Not into mm. it. Um, but... His, and also, the pro- there's a major problem with Audible, which is that all its recordings are in shit quality. Like, it sounds fucking awful. I listened to James Acaster's book as well. They just can't record anything. It sounds like this. would We should be doing Audible. We'd make megabucks for it. Um, <laughs> Who wants to... What, what, me reading Lord of the Rings? Can I you imagine that? absolutely <laughs> love that. It's the only way I'd ever listen to someone read Lord of the Rings. Um, I once, when, when I was a lot younger, we used to... You know when you used to prank call people when you'd be about 13? I do know that. Once prank called, um, and it was, uh, I guess, a lady in like maybe her 70s picked up, and we just read The Hobbit to her, and we got a chapter in before she hung up on us. That sounds beautiful. That's a prank. That's a lovely treat. <laughs> You've given her a nice... Morning. Uh, I oh, what the fuck was I going to say about Lou Free's book? I like him. Um, yeah, audible quality is shite. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. What I was going to say is my dad does a bit of acting and voiceover work occasionally, and he mm. once looked into doing um, audible stuff. The only things really available for non like established actors mm. to do is just like porn. <laughs> like you can do loads, loads of porn ebooks that are waiting that for would a, be really, a reader. Like, say you're into that, would be really off-putting if you just put one on. It was your dad reading it. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. You don't. Uh, you, can't, not, you can't listen to the rest. Of no, that. you can't. You can't get your jollies. Um, but as for Thru's book, a Thru's a very engaging reader. Like he does mm-hmm. it in his style, which is very flat, but like with just the nuance yeah. of humour. Like you can tell when he thinks something's funny. Um, the only thing about it I find odd, and I would love either of you to listen to it and see if you feel the same, is that he's so self-deprecating that it makes me feel like what he's writing about isn't true. Like, in as much as he's telling stories that reflect so badly on him that mm. I feel like I'm not actually getting the real story of what happened, which is the exact mm. opposite of most autobiographies. Yeah. Like, mm. he get, he's got a first from Oxford and was, like, an incredibly gifted child. But his entire section on his childhood is just how shit he was and how good his brother was. You're like, it's really odd. <laughs> like, I can't get my Give head around it. a pat on the back, Louis. Yeah, he's so mean to himself. But it's nice bits about, like, Adam and Joe and then his work with Michael Moore and, like... How far up does it go? Or have you finished? It goes... Uh, I've not finished it. I'm only, like, a third of the way through and he's doing weird weekends. Oh, okay. So it does seem cool. Seems to keep go further on. Um, some fascinating stuff. Like, his fucking life is unbelievable. Also, yeah. the, the reason that I brought this up is just because I thought this was interesting. I had no idea. He, one of his early influences, or one of the things he credits to, like, the early ideas for Weird week- Weekends is this documentary by Todd Phillips what? called Hated, which is Todd Phillips made a documentary while he was in film school about this punk called Gigi Allen, who was very controversial. Um, and it's one of the highest grossing student films of all time. I've not heard of it. I've never no heard idea. of it. Apparently there's a scene in which one of his groupies pisses straight into Gigi Allen's mouth and it really inspired Louis through. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I had no it. idea. I thought that was fascinating. Mm, I do remember about two years ago, I watched through all everything that Louis through had ever done mm. sort of over a, like, well, a little bit more than a summer. I remember watching Weird Weekends and it's in about episode three. He's... He's talking to someone. They're like, oh, how old are you? And he's like, oh, I'm 27. I was like, fucking hell. Like, at the yeah. time, I would have been, like, 29. I was like, this guy had a BBC Two <laughs> primetime show. But this yeah. is the problem. It's like, when he gets to getting weird weekends, he's so blasé and so yeah. self-deprecating. That you're like, you 
you don't actually really get the story of like how amazing this was because mm. he hates himself so much <laughs> seemingly he's just like oh as soon as he told me i was nervous and i wanted to cancel and i tried to cancel and he went and wor- started writing for sitcoms in- and tried to get weird weekends cancelled because he was so nervous so he about it about, like adam and joe getting success and he's like oh, he talks about them very I've been brief- left behind no he talks about them very briefly at school and how they were yeah. at school and what the kind of shit they used to get up to and how much they got high mm. which is fun um i can remember the episode the podcast with uh adam buxton where where because i had no idea that louis threw was well into weed when he was oh younger. yeah weed and hip-hop because his like dad his got two him things. into it yeah. isn't he like, it's bonkers. bizarre it's a great book like mm. and his story is nuts um it's mm. well worth listening to there's a whole section on how him and his girlfriend and justin threw his cousin <laughs> and star of things uh when they heard that times square was going to be like made sanitary uh, by Rudy Giuliani in the 80s they all just went and watched a sex show together for a while and a woman sprayed breast milk over them <laughs> like it's so weird his life is bizarre wow, that um, leads us perfectly on to the second big announcement yeah because that sounds like something that would happen in you season three <laughs> <laughs> it keeps going on there's, its current trajectory there's gonna be a shit ton of breast milk in season Do three you reckon? You, yeah yeah if they go where I think we're going yeah um goodness uh yeah we don't have much to say on this it's just we had a bigger than expected response to us talking about how much we think you is actually trash good season three was going to happen because it's oddly successful yeah Um, going next but it's coming to netflix it's gonna be hopefully next christmas like this one the one thing because i didn't really know a lot about you obviously the last time i was on the podcast i was fairly you know had no idea about it mm-hmm. since learned that i didn't realize it was a greg berlanti show who is the guy that he basically bought the arrowverse to the cw and then went on started finding other comic books and obviously he did the archie comics where he did riverdale and sabrina knowing where riverdale goes i'm now very interested to see where you goes because riverdale starts as a sort of soapy teen mm. sort of thing about a bunch of sort of like you know I guess in the Breakfast Club way, there's lots of different cliques and about how they all interact. By the time you get to season three, it was literally about a Dungeons and Dragons cult that had infiltrated the town of Riverdale and was sort of recruiting people into it and causing murders. Yeah. I want to know where you goes. Yeah. (laughs) It's fucking odd. (laughs) It's hard. Yeah. She experienced that. The lights but yeah yourself. maybe we'll finally do a you spoiler cast when maybe. season three comes out but it's Who always knows? over christmas so we're just hanging maybe out maybe we'll home. do a whole three season run screening do you reckon <laughs> yeah yeah like 30 hours <laughs> you go for it mate nah, enjoy yourself okay. i'd prefer to play the endless search okay inside it's a uk agn crew yeah, 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 and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? It's the return of the game that has made me go, oh my god, the most whilst being Quizmaster. The Trendless Lurch by one Richard Pym. Pym's Particles. Can't remember the password for this laptop. There we go. If you don't remember, the Trendless Lurch is a game in which Richard Pym creates I like unbelievably. I've Pims in years. I like Pims. Stop interrupting Sorry. me. I'm trying to tell the fucking rules, mate. Can't have Pims in January, can you? There's a beautiful the spreadsheet, cup. and the spreadsheet depicts terms from Google Trends that are related. For instance, uh, in 2010, 
in the USA. What was most searched between Toy Story 3, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 1, and Inception? And it's their relative search amounts. Yes. So it's their chunk the of the percentage. pie chart. As yes, we their chunk of the pie chart. Of pie. Exactly. Inception 62, Harry Potter 11, Toy Story 3, 27. There you go. That's basically the game. Do you both remember it? Does I it feel, remember it. Does, have I yeah, explained yeah, yeah. it well enough? You have to choose one and then guess what that amount yeah, yeah. is. You don't have to go against each other specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, and what? it's the low. It's like a golf system. Whoever has the lowest score at the end wins. Uh, yeah. Isn't but it? the spreadsheet does it for us. Yeah, the it? spreadsheet yeah. does yeah. it for us. Uh, so the first one: upcoming and new consoles. Ooh. Region UK. Mm. So UK only. Timescale: December 2019. Ooh. Thirty days. Okay. Thirty-one days. Okay. Uh, you've got term one Xbox Series X, term two PS5, term three Switch Lite. I'll go first. Okay. Switch Lite. Yeah. Eight percent. Eight percent. I was thinking low for Switch Lite as well. Yeah. Matt. In which case, I'll go for the PS Five. Mm-hmm. That's the hard one. I think. And I'm gonna say sixty-eight percent. Sixty-eight. So I was gonna go serious. That would be the highest because that's when the Game Awards were and they announced it. I still, I still don't think... Oh. This is very interesting. Uh, Xbox Series X mm-hmm. got 27% oh. in December 2019. Oh, I might have fucked it here. PS5 got 37. Fucking hell, I fucked Ooh. it. Which gives Matt a score of 31. Switch Lite got 36, which gives Cardi a score of 28. Ooh, so actually, the Switch Lite was the most was popular. the most searched for in December 2019. People, people I guess, people were trying to buy it. Yeah. Post, yeah, Christmas presents, post Black Friday. I suppose, yeah, that counts everyone trying to buy it. I wasn't even mm. thinking about that. Very, that's very the one, you, one of those you can actually buy. <laughs> yeah. Just remembering that Richard Pym has a thing on here where I can see the running scores at the top of the screen at all times. It's fucking incredible. We, I remember us being very good at this last time. You were surprisingly good, which is what Richard Pym we've said in his had, email for the second one. We've both had less than Stella Sartre. He also said, uh, I will continue to try to listen to try and create quizzes from relevant content to the podcast, Smiley Face. Not and we'd appreciate is, that, he? Richard Pym, because yeah. you're a ledge. Is there one about you, <laughs> Also December 2019, but this time region USA. Okay. The United States of Americans. Heard of it. Star Trek Picard, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Monsters at Work, the Monsters Inc. spin-off. I didn't know existed. I didn't know existed. <laughs> no. did I. Uh, you go first, Matt. Okay, Monsters at Work, 5%. Oh, he's <laughs> going big. <laughs> Um, what was the first one? Picard. Picard. Star Trek Picard, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Monsters at Work. I'm going to go Picard. Mm-hmm. 40%. 40%. Hello. Very interesting again. Falcon and Winter Soldier, which neither of you went for, 21%. Not expecting that. Star Trek Picard, 77%. <sighs> That's a 37 score for you, Cardi. That's big. I fucked it there. Monsters at Work, 3%. Two points for Matt. He's banging it. Cardi, 65. Matt, 33. On to question three. I thought there'd be some Marvel juice in there. I I thought there'd be some Marvel juice as well. I guess it's a bit too far off, isn't it? But it was so shortly after... um, 
What's that thing? Disney Plus. Yes. Uh, I but I assumed it would be... The Monsters, Inc. would be high. I don't know. Nobody knew if I... Yeah, in I America, they might, though. There was one last time that I'd never heard of, and it was like 20%. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 movies. Also December 2019. Region, UK. Term 1, Top Gun Maverick. Which I'm quite excited for. Term 2, Tenet. Which I'm more excited for. Mm-hmm. Term 3, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Me first. That both of you looked pained by the inclusion of Ghostbusters Afterlife. I just, just, don't, know, I just don't know if people are searching for Tenet in this. Like, yeah, see, mm. I think cause Ghostbusters also has that thing where, like, every fucking site will have been writing out what you need to know about Ghostbusters. Here's a synopsis of the Ghostbusters films that happened before. But the sites writing about it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean people are searching for no, it. This is true. Um, well, quite often we do write those things because people are searching oh, 100%. for them. Uh, I would say. Didn't the Ghostbusters trailer come out in December? Yeah. I'm guessing big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so also, I. The, I should point out, I don't get to see the answers until I click yeah, the little box, yeah. so it's exciting mm-hmm. for me so too. I'm going to say Ghostbusters. Are you? It's my turn to go say, first. Is it? No, I didn't realise there was you. a... Go on. Fire <laughs> off. Come on, mate. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to stay safe and go Top Gun Maverick. 32. Interesting. A, a third. Yeah, I'm going to hedge my bets a little. See, I was going to also go... So I was going to go Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. Um, I'll go 40%. This is great. Very interesting. <laughs> Tenet, 31. Ooh, Not expecting that. than I thought. Top Gun Maverick, 44. What? Top Gun Maverick Ghostbusters is fun cruise. Ghostbusters, 25. Ooh, so that is a 12 a for Cardi and a 15 for Matt. I've made slight ground, but I'm not big. Behind. Cardi 77, Matt 48. It and could all change on a dime. I need you to get it completely wrong. 2020 Games, December 2019, Region USA. Cyberpunk 2077. Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I will point out, because we have this discussion at work quite a lot, he has used VII, okay. which I think does change it, because it Google Trends implies, or to us, mm-hmm. the way we use it is that the number seven is much more searched for. I'm hoping he has mm-hmm. used that. Doom Eternal. I can't fucking wait for Doom Eternal. Man, she first. But I'm not searching for it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say Doom Eternal. Yep. I'm going to say 15%. 15. Oh, I was going to do something similar, but I need to I get, don't point. think. I need That's to get it. points back You've got to be correct. I'm going to go... Oh, the Final Fantasy one, because, yeah, that seven bit is... Could go either way. I'm going Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Hand on his mouth, he's 40%. looking... 40%. I think that's quite conservative. <laughs> I think Final Fa- people love Final Fantasy. <laughs> You've both done very well. I'm sorry to say, Fakadi. Uh, <laughs> Final, F- Final Fantasy VII Remake, 41. Oh. Cyberpunk 2077, 48. Doom Eternal, 11. Oh. Cardi scores 8, Matt scores 4. I think that uh, that actually brings Matt up beyond. Yeah. He's even further away from yeah, here. Yeah, 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 Going yeah. into the final <laughs> round, Cardi, 85, Matt, 52. I can't remember who could it swing? This is the one where it, it could very swing, close, my boys. Wasn't it? Yeah, it's like it was one in it or something. This could swing big time. Ooh. I just want to quickly check something, because I feel like you do need to know this going in. Okay. I mean, you yep. should win this. Okay. The amount of news and see SEO. Like, However, I don't actually. It's only recently that I've been given access to analytics. Oh. So, 
Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> this is the... I'll actually is, tell you what it is. I just wanted to say Ferrero Rocher. This is biggest selling chocolate from, sourced from the Amazon best sellers list. Ooh. Region UK. So this is down to sales. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on their best sellers list. I, I'm not sure he's worked this out, but I'm just trusting that he's worked okay. it out normally. Um, which does throw what I was going... I'm going to bring it up, but I think it could... Okay. Throw spanners into works. Um, this is timescale whole of 2019 in the UK. Fucking hell. But, okay, so there's Ferrero Rocher, Cadbury Dairy Milk, and Maltesers. Now, I'm guessing, if this is from the bestsellers list, we're looking at their trends based on how much they're bought. Mm. But I will say that Maltesers is spelt wrong. <laughs> Maltesers is teasers as in T-E-A-S-E-R-S, which is not what it is. Yeah. So if that's a search term... It throws it out of whack. Oh, but if we're not going on search terms, which is unclear, I don't know. Richard, I'm not throwing you under the bus here. I'm just making it clear to the competitors. And, and this is also, just to remind me, this is across the entirety of the year. Yes, entirety right. of the year. Biggest selling chocolate, UK 2019. I'm going to go. I don't believe that people actually buy Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> I don't think they're particularly great. I think they're incredible. I think they're overpriced and considered a luxury item although they're not they're overpriced but they are unbelievably good they're very luxurious I love them I'm gonna go I've gotta be risky Ferrero Rocher mm-hmm. 8% okay I, I love Maltesers so much Cardi I think you fucked yourself there just to say it uh-huh. I haven't really? seen the scores I just think you're wrong <laughs> So. Maltesers and dairy milk are so much more popular. I surely. think. The thing is, is like I'm just trying to think of it. Like it's not just about the sales of them. It's also about how often people search for them. It's also yeah. about. I suppose maybe you'd buy for a rush on Amazon. That's you wouldn't what buy dairy milk on Amazon, would you? I'm thinking about what you what oh chocolate you God. would buy from Amazon, this which is, is a... bizarre. I keep saying bizarre. Uh, well, it's bizarre. 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 This is bizarre. I mean, it's my new fair, uh, yeah. fair play. Because yeah, I reckon, like, I reckon, dairy milk massively outsells Ferrero Rocher. But who the fucking hell's going on Amazon to it's, find it's a the ga- it's the game hundred grand bar? What, what risk exactly. are you taking, Matt? Um, Just don't do within one of mine and be a. Well, you know mine. what? Let's. I'll go Ferrero Rocher, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say 65. Fucking hell, he's taking the, bo- he's taking the risk. bold from both of you. <laughs> oh, you didn't need to do it, and I respect it. <laughs> I'm more into the risk. I'm more into the You're right, curiosity. Adam Sandler, aren't you? Boys, I've got, I've got the scores. Someone's I'm so it. glad you've done this. <laughs> Because I get to go through them in a fun, a fun way. Because it's gonna, it's gonna become increasingly clear what's happened. <laughs> Maltesers, five percent. Fuck. <laughs> Cadbury Dairy Milk, thirteen percent. What? Ferrero Rocher, eighty-two percent. I'm, I'm saying Maltesers are spelt wrong. <laughs> Does that include Malteser bunnies, or is this strictly just Maltesers? Just says Maltesers. Now, what I'm guessing, if he's going from the Amazon bestsellers list, I'm guessing he's going on sales of those things rather than searches for those things, because I don't know how you would learn searches for the That's Amazon bestsellers list. too many for Arosha. Richard, I mean, he could have gone on Amazon and then said, oh, these are the top three, so yeah. then I'll go into Google Trends and... You could. Richard, there. I'd love to know you're working, oh. just well, for my own headspace, but I we trust you, you've done this well. Uh, so Cardi you yeah. guessed 8 that I gives you a it. score of 74 yeah. Matt gets a score of 17 right. we end with Cardi 159 oh Matt God. 
69. Hey! (laughs) And that is another edition of the Trendless Lurch, the best presented game in the world. You've got to respect the risk taken by Matt there. Your treat can be reading some feedback. Okay. Well, I've got a... A nice, short, succinct piece from James Wilson. Hi, guys. A few months back, I predicted Billie Eilish would perform the new Bond song. Well you did. Oh, yeah. It is. Should Turns be Lana Del Rey, though, shouldn't it? Well, so, to yeah. be quite like, I, I think Lana Del Rey, that was my choice. Yeah. And as a classic Bond film, yes, I actually do really like Billie Eilish, so I'm up for I don't, this. I, I'm fairly meh. I don't mind her. Yeah, but I, I, there's something what? about her that I think will make yeah. a really good Bond theme. Like, it'll be a very... It'll be one of those, you know, when we look back at some old Bond themes and go, man, they were of their time. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll be one of those, but for it now works, it'll be a I'm guessing this will be quite a dark film. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so it turns out it was really on the money, and I thought I'd try my hand at making another prediction. Okay. Here we go. Adrian Lester or Henry Golding will be the next Bond. Lester. Uh, Who's Henry Golding? He is, isn't he the guy who was in that terrible? What's Daenerys? Amelia Clark. Clark. Earhart. That, um, yes. Oh, Henry Golding. Yeah, he's yeah. in the Gentleman. Yeah, uh, and he, he's in that terrible. He explodes like a millennial <laughs> firework. That terrible Christmas film with Daenerys, isn't it? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, what last Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be a shitter, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Lester played uh, Mickey and Hustle and had screen charisma that is almost unmatched while Golding is that the is hot new flip. That, this has led to some debate in the office. Yeah. I think he's a decent actor. I, th- I like Adrian Lester. Unmatched. Come I think on. the let's, idea let's that his screen down. charisma is nearly unmatched is <laughs> quite something. What are we talking about here? James Dean, <laughs> Brando, <laughs> Lester as the triumvirate. <laughs> Uh, Golden is the hot new flavour of the month but Ooh. has momentum and a growing fan base so here's hoping I become a source I, of wealth I haven't for actually, I know the name and the face I've not actually seen him act in anything so I can't tell if he'd be a good Bond or he if he's fitter. even a good actor he definitely looks good yeah. I'll give him that um, and him in a tux I bet so we're going to spin off this basically mm-hmm. and we're going to do mini pitches mini pitch like mini Kievs your Everyone classic mini, mini pitch Kiev. so let's get Barbara in yeah. she's in the wings yeah. Babs do, do, do I have to talk <laughs> friend, to her again friend of Cardi um, basically I remember she said Bond cannot be a woman yeah she's yeah. laid mm. it out which yeah. does make sense because the character of Bond is all about the male ego yeah yeah so I I, I don't disagree necessarily yeah. um, but we are going to say A who we think should be Bond yep Similar to the DC thing we did. B, director. Mm-hmm. C, very brief. What sort of plot is this? Let's keep it brief. Yeah. You go first, Joe. You look ready. I am. Uh, mine's slightly more. I don't really like Bond, so I'm kind of <laughs> pitching a different version of Bond no, for me. you want. You're not just going to do Matt Damon, Paul Greengrass. <laughs> no, because I, I like the Bond I don't see less than Bond. <laughs> really? I don't like those films. I find really, very, I think I, I hate right. Paul Greengrass's camera work more really? than most things. Not into the, the shaky cam. I hate the shaky the cam Bourne so much. The Bourne identity, the sniper scene of Clive Owen. Very good. Field. Well, that's actually oh, Doug that's Liman so as well. Good. And Doug Liman makes good action films. I actually toyed with Doug Liman being in here because uh, I like his mixture of comedy and action. I watched American Made the other day. It's quite good. I really um, your Bond. Yeah, I genuinely <laughs> liked it. Uh, my Bond, now, bear with me. It's just because he's proven over the course of the last few years that he can do literally anything. Okay. Adam Driver. Mm. Tall. I bet he looks good in a tux. He'd be Are odd. Are you of the opinion that Bond needs to have a British 
actor. Clearly accent. not. No, act- he has to have the accent. accent. And I bet Adam Driver can do a good British accent. Mm-hmm. He's, he can do literally anything. He's a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he'd make for like he'd an odd, looming presence. Yeah. I think it'd be quite cool. Lanky. Especially a very tall Bond. We haven't yeah. really had a very tall Bond for a while. Interesting. Um, that. Yeah, I want interesting. I'm yeah. going for interesting. Not yeah. long haired. I want him... I want him close cropped. Mm-hmm. But have you seen the original like illustrations they did of Bond for the yeah. books? Mm-hmm. It's kind of Adam Driver. He's long faced, eagle faced. Sort of, yeah, the long nose to him. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd horsey. work. Uh, I want him directed by Ryan Johnson. Okay. Because what I you want. You want the Last Jedi matchup again. I love Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, what I want is. You know, actually, I didn't even consider that. I was thinking more Knives Out. Because what I want, I like the Bond films where there are much more... You want more, a Bond whodunit? <laughs> I want, not a Bond... Well, kind of, a bit. But get Daniel Craig back then. <laughs> yeah. Benoit, get him playing Benoit Blanc. But I, what I like the idea of is a Bond set in quite an enclosed location. So it's all still, like, national intrigue mm. and, like, competing interests. But... I like the idea of it being in one place. Like, globe hopping is obviously a big part of Bond. But if you set it in a really exotic place, but just one place, and you got okay. to learn that place, I'd be kind of into it. Lots of tense. I like the mm. I like the bit where it's tense negotiating. Maybe like, Casino like Royale, Japan, I think. where you can have mountains, you can yeah. have beaches, you can have seas. To me, Casino Royale is is best when it's quiet and tense. I don't like the action as much in that film. Okay. And that's kind of the thing I'm thinking of. Mm. I haven't written a proper plot, no, no, no. but I've written I a series really. of buzzwords. Okay. It's a mood board. Murder at the G8 Summit. <laughs> <laughs> Enclosed action. Isn't that kind of happened in Black Panther? No, in uh, Civil, Civil War, War, isn't it? Yeah. No, but not a bombing. I mean, a mur- <laughs> like a naughty murder. <laughs> a naughty murder. Enclosed okay. action, competing national interests, loads of food and booze. Okay. I want classic Bond getting pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naughtiness and lies. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's guaranteed. Other yeah. spies. That's other what I've written. I want okay. other I want G eight summit and then spies from yeah. lots of different agencies all knocking around each other yeah. being like, Did it you turns do out it? The G eight a Spectre. Yeah, there's gotta be like an evil there's gotta be a Hydra. Okay. Hydra G8 Illuminati shit mm-hmm. Okay You don't like it I like uh, no, it No 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 I That's fine I don't like care it. about your no, opinion No 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 I can't <laughs> like it um, I'm going to go A different way around Fine Paul, Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson, Anderson. <laughs> Fucking hell Look I, I, I thought about Do you know what I originally thought Let's do Paul Greengrass And just make a Bourne film But yeah. I'm glad I didn't now Because you would have Shat all over mm-hmm. it um, I'm going to do Paul Thomas Anderson Because I am a cliche I'm a walking cliche Tell him who your bond is um, Well I'm going to go For that third Because I've got Kind of three options I'm thinking of <laughs> Uh, and Daniel Day-Lewis is not one of them. Or Joaquin Phoenix. So, um, I want more of a... a I'm similar to you, I like Casino Royale a lot, and I like the quiet moments where it's talking, mm. and it's like like violence with eyes. You know, like yeah. people are vying, fighting via looks and mm-hmm. lines. So I want that more measured, and Paul Thomas Anderson can do that for days. Yeah. So yeah, I, want, I was thinking similar to you, a more contained... Like Casino Royale, a large portion of that is just the casino. Yeah. And I want that sort of vibe. Again, moody, smoky even. Smoky's Almost Victorian good. feel to it. Really? Mainly do you want to throw back? Do you want it 60s set? Because I was toying that. with we that. We could do that. I was wondering I whether think period I, bond. I don't think I'll do that, though. Hmm. I think I'm keeping mine modern. Maybe, do you know what? Maybe 80s. Okay. But misty. London, Victorian, neo 80s. <laughs> neo 80s. And my free bonds. Three choices. That's a cool title for My a number book. one choice, Cillian Murphy. <laughs> yeah, love him. He has the look, and he'd be, it would suit that more Bond, a less physical Bond, but 
his eyes could pierce you like daggers. His eyes already pierced yeah. me at all and times. And I'd like to see him play like in Inception. He kind of plays. He's not playing a bad guy necessarily. He is a target. Mm-hmm. So I'd like I could see him doing that. Number two, we've mentioned him already. Robert Pattinson. Okay. Yep. I know he's Batman. So Batman being Batman and Bond is two big roles to have. But the double B. You could do it. The fabled double B. I like him. He could be a moody Bond as well. My number three for a more suave Bond. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Mm-hmm. I reckon he could be a very suave Bond. Something. I think it, maybe it's just the roles he's played. There's something I find quite repellent about Chiwetel. <laughs> like, as in, like, he strikes me as... Well, Bond can be quite a repellent character. No, I'm not saying... I don't mean that as, like, I wouldn't yeah. want him. I mean, that is an air I get... Like, you, kind of... In 12 Years a Slave, you found him repellent. I haven't watched 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> I mean, um, he is an like, absolute bastard in Serenity. That, so Serenity is the one that it, really so, yeah. springs to mind, yeah. where, like... He's essentially playing sci-fi Bond, except sci-fi Bond is a complete prick. Um, and that's what springs to mind, and I think that could be quite so cool. So that would be my... I'd go in order down the list like that and see if any of them actually won it. Because you can't, you can't force people to do things in life. Especially choose one Bond so that they can have a complete pitch. Exactly. Matt, I've heard you've got grand designs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, but they're actually surprisingly similar to what we've already pitched. But so... Um, we are boring. Should we, just di- should we just direct the next Bond as a trio? <laughs> the Cohen triplets. <laughs> I mean, yeah, none of us are Cohens, but... Uh, could be. What is it? Just minutes. M... M-G-S. Metal Gear Solid. J, even. <laughs> no, you're not Go, you're Joe. Let's is move it? on. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> let the boy speak. <laughs> let the boy speak. So, Fassbender. Yeah. Um, a bit more of those sort of like basically since he was in Inglorious really was that and I don't know if maybe he's a touch was Inglorious or First Class first I think it was Inglorious was the yeah. first thing I saw him, but him it was being those in that, two films yeah, where it was like hunger. he's Bond in it <laughs> yeah but him being in that basement and doing that sort of would thing would you like, keep his nice Irish accent um, yeah, I wouldn't be against I feel, it I feel yeah. like that would be a good mm-hmm. good Bond yeah. mm. but um, directed by Thomas Alfredson Ooh, yeah yeah I haven't heard that name in a little while. I know, right? Like he comes back, and because I've been, wa- uh, I didn't watch all of it, but someone had posted on Twitter like the end of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Mm. Fucking hell, that got a good end. Like I've... that montage where like it all completely silently, apart from the music, just comes together. All the plot mm. lines, um, and basically, because like I've said before, like um, From Russia with Love is my favorite bomb film, largely because it's an old school spy thriller. Mm. So my idea is like. Um, rather than it just being like a plan for one bomb film, I quite like them because the thing I like about the Craig era is it is sort of a story told over, was it five films mm-hmm. now? But they're sort of disjointed because they are individual films with a little thread that runs yeah. through. I'd like to have like five films that are a Bond story. Strap in. But yeah. <laughs> but my idea is is that you start it in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. And so it's Bond. He's fairly young in the service. You know, he's got the DB5 and all of that. But it is effectively a spy film. And it's based, the first film is based on the idea of like, I don't know enough about the Cold War to come up with the plot. But something I actually could, that happened could, in the Cold War. Bay of Pigs. I could help you. Yeah. choose it, whatever like Simon will you can come on as the co-writer <laughs> yeah. later on but like you find and do kind of like that whole idea of like you find a specific thing that happened in the Cold War but bond it up and mm-hmm. sort of like say like the way that it actually finished wasn't through negotiation we didn't put down the missile it was a bond sort of thing that happened that is kind of what Fassbender does in first class with the yeah. Yeah. yeah he's already done it very similar he's, <laughs> he's, 
But what I'd then like to see is the Mad Men effect of where you then push it forward a few years for mm-hmm. the next one. And we gradually do the Cold War and we end up in the 80s where Bond is a in lot Vietnam. older. Oh, no, in, that's the 70s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Vietnam would have to be a big part of, like, you know, film three or something like that. But I like the idea of seeing, you know, Bond gradually being sort of worn down by the work. Does mm. it turn out that Bond assassinated JFK because he was a double agent? I don't think I'd Shmush. go that on the nose. That's a bit <laughs> fanfiction smush. Yeah. <laughs> but I sort of like you know one of the things that I find fascinating about Bond is the idea of like he's this tool that like mm. M uses like she knows that sometimes or he knows that they need to use a scalpel and occasionally when the scalpel doesn't work you use this horrible blunt instrument mm-hmm. and I like the idea of sort of like watching him being turned in from like maybe this spy that starts out as being like really at the forefront of what spy work is and just never changing and mm. just gradually they realize that we'll have to wheel out the old school method and that's bond and mm. i quite like that the idea of like in the 80s is completely outclassed by all this other stuff but it's occasionally you have to rely on bond irishman yeah, i like it to a degree the irishman call it that the original <laughs> yeah have you seen have you seen haywire i haven't haywire uh, it's a soderbergh one, yeah. one but lots of people don't like it I think it's great. Uh, it's Gina Carano in a yes. spy film. But Fassbender plays essentially Irish Bond in that film. And it's fucking amazing. Mm. Like, it it feels like an audition that never went yeah. anywhere. It's really strange. It's mm. so good. Those are our Bond ideas. Send yours in to IGN underscore UK feedback com. Who do you think should be Bond? We don't need whole plots. So if you want to add a little bit of flourishing, yeah. I'm always up for that. Not loads though, because we've oh, got to read. No, we're it. not going to read. All, <laughs> we're not going to read ten-page essay. Like, I want a synopsis. Scripts. I want like yeah. the synopsis section or of IMDb. Least, Take yeah. that. Some keywords like Joe, like booze. Write that down. Booze. Put booze in it. Yeah. Um, also, I want to hear your weirdest dreams. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> I good. would love to hear what your weird dreams yeah. are. Mad as possible, please. Yeah, not boring dreams. Not like yeah. mum dreams. You, uh, I know you said you didn't really like it, but should we have some of the music from Uncut Gems just so people get an essence? I like that. Yeah, good yeah. idea. Yeah, go on then. Nice. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.